0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Welcome back, everybody,
2: four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I'll push that button to make sure that you can hear me. And the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five lines, and we're pretty good at uh, dealing with uh, fights about this or fights about that or arguments in a family and all that kind of stuff. Now, we just stick with car stuff, okay? We're not going to talk about, you know, Anything else? We're not marriage counselors. Just car stuff. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Renee had to step out because she had another call. She's coming back. But let me just explain some background, if you want. If you if it hopefully it doesn't bore you. Renee and I were married a hell of a long time ago. We're going to be at fifty one anniversary in February. We dated through high school, and both of us have been in the business together. So in nineteen seventy nine, Renee was working for Valley National Bank and I was hired by Scott still to be a policeman. I was a policeman for about 10 years. Uh, Renee worked at the bank for 10 years. Then we start having kids. We have three kids, but Alan and Andy run our operation. And so we went together, and we, when we opened up an uh, Awatuki Mobile, which was a mobile station in Awatuki, that was 1979. And at that point, we started working together, and we have ever since. So we went from Guadalupe Mobile, or Awatuki Mobile, to Guadalupe and uh, Warner or Elliott or Baseline, no, it was was, uh, off of Guadalupe and uh, something in South Tempe, and we had a six-bay shop there, and then we left there, we went to another small shop, and then we built our own facility, which is where we're at on Warner Road 910, just east of the freeway south side of the road. So we have a 20-bay operation. The kids run it. Renee and I are somewhat uh, retired. But if one of the kids is gone, then Renee will step into that position. And if we have one or two technicians gone, then I'll step in. And I'm pretty good at writing service as well. But we're all involved in the beginning and the end of everything. So we've been well-schooled about this symptom usually means this. Or when you come in and you say, I need my injectors flush, we're going to have a conversation about that. How does it idle? How's your fuel economy? Um, does it ever stall for stupid reasons? Do you ever smell rotten eggs? Those are all really important questions. The so rotten eggs means you're running rich. That means an injector is flooding the engine with fuel and the and the computer can't process it and and can't and the catalytic converter is struggling so hence the the uh the this rotten egg smell. So that's kind of what happens at the front counter in a lot of shops. We're going to ask you about why you need that. Why do you need a transmission flush, a brake fluid flush, a cooling system flush? What does your owner's manual say? It's not uncommon for somebody to go in any of us shops to go out and get your owner's manual. Where's it at? In the glove box or center console? Let's go get it and look. Well, it's calling for a a, a, a this fluid flush at 100,000 miles. What do you got on it now? 45? Uh, let me look at it, smell it, and let me tell you. Oh, it smells brand new. It's not dirty. So I'd leave it. I wouldn't do that. So there's lots of shops that do that but there's lots of shops that are on the other side of that spectrum and they're selling a whole lot of stuff and while many of us are booked renee just said not so long ago i think we're booked into january and a lot of other shops are too um there's a heck of a lot of shops that don't have business because they've ruined their reputation in the neighborhood they're at and so they're sitting there waiting for uh, you know you to pull in and when you pull in um uh how do i put this nicely they uh pull the wool over your eyes (laughs) and and they take advantage of you anyway we got a caller who might that be go
0: hey good morning to john
2: john good morning
0: hey good morning
3: to you hey this is a quick question for you since you've been working on cars for many years it should be real easy i have a really really old toyota celica it's got the 20r in it and thing runs forever i've done a lot of work to keep it running but pretty much the engine's still the same it's got about 520 on it uh i've been told marvel mystery oil would be something i could benefit from putting in a little bit in each tank of gas what are your thoughts on that
2: I think what's happening here is is that somebody else is buttering their bread and they're telling you a fib and they're and they're trying to sell you on the idea that your engine's gonna love you, it's gonna last forever, and if you put this additive in your gas tank, your motor's gonna love you and, and this will this will make it go forever. That's what I think.
4: Okay. So Marvel Mr. Oil is not gonna be any great thing for like the lubrication parts of the carburetor or anything else.
2: Nothing's better than the oil you got in there. And Marvel Mystery Oil, like all the rest of the additives, throw your oil out of spec. So all of a sudden, you've got an oil that was protecting up to 300 degrees, but now because of this additive, it's only protecting to 220. So if you get up, or 250, let's call it, or 300. So you get close to that, you're going to have metal damage, you're going to have the oil turning to a tar and no no longer lubricating, and then you're going to have the motor just go to motor heaven. So, no, there, there's all kinds of these additives. You put in your transmission, and it'll last forever. You put in the cooling system, and your cooling system will love you. If you do this, if you put something, what else? do you? Oh, if you put some additive in the gas tank, it's just going to make it run like a rape tape. You know what I mean? So, you got all these, yeah. If if this was something special... The manufacturers would have said, we want you to put this in every 50,000 miles. They don't do any of that. Now, if we put STP in your car, we're throwing the oil out of spec, but we're taking an oil burner and we're changing the viscosity of the oil to a thicker viscosity and we're trying to control your oil consumption by using STP. So one symptom makes up for the repair. But to make you feel better and make your motor love you, you have a better chance of uh, having the interior cleaned once a year th- that the car will love you.
3: But the marble mist oil, they want you to add that to your fuel.
2: And you so can add it in your gas you can add it to your fuel too. It's just going to throw the fuel out of spec. Oil doesn't combust like gasoline does, so you're going to have an oily exhaust. And if you have a catalytic converter, and I think you do, it doesn't like oil. It likes gas. And so yeah, okay. you you're not going to talk me into it. <laughs> but I know you're not. I know you asked for information and you can tell clearly that I have never since 1979 sold anything a feel-good liquid. Put it in and your car will love you. I just don't believe that. If you, Here's their deal. Every engine I replace has been damaged by the guy or the woman who had the steering wheel in their hands. Every engine I've replaced has been severely overheated or run low on oil or just hit the time at 300,000 miles where it just couldn't go any longer. But we do lots of engines at 50, 60, 70, and 100K, but they have been damaged by hear. the person with the steering wheel in their hand. So those are the things you need to worry about. Ten four.
3: You got it. Thank you. All right, Save you bet. some money on that.
2: All righty, six zero two six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. There's five lines, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Now there's four lines. Who's up? Say good morning to Marty. Marty, good morning.
5: Good morning, Mark. Mark, this is one of those questions you're going to shake your head and look to the ceiling, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Mark, I, I I'm trying to be a little bit con- conscious of my gas usage. Not not that's just the way it is. But, Mark, um, if my car is in good condition and I don't do what the police would call show of power, and I'm, I'm driving around town for the most part, um, is there anything you'd say, hey, do this or that? Is there something, you know, that makes my gas mileage a little better than another? You. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. All right.
2: All right. Let me, <laughs> let me t- explain. I, I, there's no oil I can put in. Now, what year's your Toyota?
5: It's a um, 2004 okay. little SUV.
2: Okay. Um, in 2004, we didn't have the synthetic oils that we have today. Uh, we went from a three to 5,000-mile oil change to an eight to 12,000-mile oil change because synthetic oils are so far superior to, to the Fred Flintstone oils we had from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. So if you wanted to give your motor a little love, you can go to a, a synthetic oil. Okay, let, let me tell you, this is you're going to laugh at this, but I think it, you get the picture, because radio you can't see me waving my hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to hard-boil an egg, and I want you to tape it to your throttle pedal. And drive as if you can't or won't crack the egg. Now, I used to tell people, take a raw egg and put it there and everybody get mad because they make a hell of a noise or a mess. But the idea is if you pretend that there's a, a raw egg between your foot and the throttle, you will get absolutely the best fuel economy that car could ever get.
5: Oh okay. and use okay.
2: and under the circumstances, use cruise control as well, because cruise control watches the speed, watches the odometer, and it, it trims the fuel and it manages the fuel, and it prevents you from pushing your foot to the floor
5: okay, okay, great, Mark, one more does air conditioning demand more? do you use more gas when you have your a c on?
2: Yes, yeah. The the okay. compressor is okay. belt driven, and the and the engine's its power is distributed between the water pump, the power steering, the air conditioning compressor, uh, and a variety of other things that are written um. that are driven. Uh, alternator, that too. So the alternator is going to load you up and and take some mileage. The air conditioning is going to load you up, not the power steering so much, and not the water pump, but all you have to do is, is drive as if, oh, you know something else you can do? Because Renee's gone. You can take, <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> you can take a tall glass of water in hot water and put it between your legs and don't spill it.
5: Okay.
2: And It's not anything you want to do, but I'm drawing a picture with radio, and I'm saying to you that's really the key to get the best fuel economy. You know, okay. have a full glass of water in your lap. And don't spill okay. it on your lap because you're going to go into Safeway and everybody's going to th- think you peed your pants. Yeah. Some
5: old lady gasped yeah. your pants. Okay. Okay, Mark, you've done it. Right. You answered All the right. two questions. Thanks Thank a you. lot.
2: Thank you, Marty. 602 508 0960. My board up um, is a great guy. and uh, And I know he's laughing right now and he's shaking his head. And he's hoping that no one, from the administrative point of view at KKNT, is listening to the show that he's producing, and I am. I'm helping him with. So, anyway, we're. Fourth you... week, and they're not listening. Oh, it's July Fourth week, he says, and nobody's listening. So we're home free. So the peed my pants or peed your pants is going to fly. Who's on the Who's on the phone now? Say hello to Les. Les, good morning.
6: Good morning to you. Fabulous show, and I concur about your referrals. Uh, Thompson Auto did something for me a while back. Fantastic folks. And I guess they are completely healed from the devastation of the, the storm.
2: Yes, so, yes. They had a yeah. bad, bad weather, caved in the roof, and literally put them out of business. But let me tell you the backstory: is the technicians were working in devastation but they still were processing cars. Brian and Thelma were still writing work orders. They were trying to keep the place open. They had to have this huge construction where the roof fell in and stuff, and I admired them because they could have closed up and, and, and collected insurance, but they're not that kind of people. So thank you for their attaboy.
6: Yeah, they're really fabulous folks just like you guys. Quick question. I'm driving my sixth Tacoma truck. This is a four-by. Um, and last oil service and whatever, said that I should change the differential or fluids or something. Okay. And all the prior years, I started buying them at the, the pre-runner in 1999 and you know purchased six. But prior, no one's ever mentioned about having... Now, I don't put very many miles on a truck. I generally turn them over every three or four years or so. Okay. But I don't recall prior anyone at the dealership telling me I need to change that, you know, the gear oil. I'm saying gear oil, I guess. Right. That's okay.
2: Well, uh, I think we're, we're losing your signal, but let me answer your question because I'm up against a break. Um, okay. There's the new oils are gonna elongate the use of oil. And in the old days we had three thousand mile interchanges, today we have ten and fifteen thousand mile interchanges on engine oil. As far as differential concerned, it's always been somewhere between seventy five and a hundred thousand miles. We would do a differential suck and refill. There's no drain plug on it. So you suck out the old stuff, put in new stuff. And so yeah, you, okay. you're you're just not there yet because you're not putting enough miles on this thing to, to, to now sooner or later. Now, here's another thing, if if the guy kids come on into the shop here, Les, and he sticks his finger in it, the differential and he pulls it out and it's black and it's stinky, then he says, here's a bottle of brand new gear oil and he puts it in his hand and it's nice and amber and you can see his palm of his hand underneath the oil. So he says, this is what you got, this is what I want to put in. Now, it'll still be this kind of ugly because I can't clean the differential, but it'll change the, the from dark to iced tea, and so that's why I want to change it. Isn't that what you want, that kind of conversation? Yeah,
6: absolutely, or something, or right. someone I know I can trust. This was at the Toyota dealership. Okay, I'm and not saying that... They...
2: I know, but I'm not saying you can't trust the dealers because there's dealers, independents, chain stores, and mom and pops, and there's bad right. in every category. So uh, sure. but I, got, I got to run, but thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. 602 508 We've got five lines open.
7: I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts
0: nefarious the number one movie on saturnow.com execution scheduled for 11 p.m he's trying to convince us he's gone insane i'm a demon here's what kirk tatum and prager say about nefarious a modern day of screw tape letters teenagers especially should see it it makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you
8: it is a fascinating movie it's absolutely gripping.
0: nefarious rated r watch it now at saturnow.com saturnow.com
9: Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet the sound of birds calling out for attention and they see you their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world you are the hero in this book this is a memory being made this is what they will laugh about years from now these are the roots grounding and nourishing them
0: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad
2: Council. You know, when I started doing radio in 1988, you don't, you don't people can't see you. All right? So when you go to talk to them, you can't yeah. say, well, this much oil and this much this and Freon is close and this is the evaporators over here. You can't do that. So, you know, I've learned how to use my mouth to describe things that I could draw pictures in or sure. I could show them. If I was in front of a church group, I could say, this is an air conditioning compressor and stuff.
10: Right. And I bet if somebody stood here and held your hands, you wouldn't be able to talk. No, you're right. Because you're quite animated, <laughs> even though they can't see you. You're right. You're absolutely
2: right. You're absolutely right. So let me talk real quick about a, a shop um, that that we're real proud to have, and that's Kurtz Auto at I seventeen and Bell. Kurtz and Eric can fix anything. Mm-hmm. And and I used to send people, and I say, well, they'll they'll work on your lawnmower. Kurt didn't call me and say, stop saying it. He said, I've had a couple lawnmowers in here. And and see, we look good when we do what you ask us to do, and mm-hmm. we're in the price range that we told you. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of shops, including ours. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to be one penny over their estimate. Right. Not one penny over their estimate. Mm-hmm. Now, they could get into it, and the original estimate was a buck twenty, and then all of a sudden we found out we needed this part. So that's going to be a second call, and we're going to add that to the list. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be documented on your work order. But we're no different than... 50 other shops in town. Sure. They do the same thing. Right. So if you want to look at the best shops, go to MarkSalem.com and click on the best shops. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones. Chris, you're first. How can I help you?
6: Morning, Mark. Love Good morning. the show and hate to see you retire. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to uh, flush out my uh, 350 engine. Okay. Have you ever heard of um, water wetter? Yeah. It's a like a little bottle for like 50. Is it worth it or sh- should I use... Just regular antifreeze.
2: Just use regular antifreeze because, you know, it's just marketing. Water wetter, water wetter is going to just tell your coolant to work better. It's going to help your coolant work better. It's probably going to ask to add 10,000 miles to your, your coolant flush things. Uh, and it's going to drop your temperature 8 to 10 degrees. Are you being facetious or it that, will really help? That's marketing. Okay. That's marketing. <laughs> okay, that's exactly sure. what it's all about is marketing. Okay. I, I need to make you feel good. This is a feel-good purchase. Your car's going to love you. Okay. it's going to be honestly you put in your power steering you put it in your gas tank you put it in your engine oil you put it in your air conditioning refrigerant you you put it in your brake fluid it's going to love you and you're never going to have to deal nor most everybody else does a master cylinder at sixty thousand miles and this is going to let you do it at 120 when in reality it's between 80 and 100 on everybody's car okay so that's kind of the feel good stuff but and it's if i if we buy it you know that those kinds of things pay us. We we buy them for two dollars a bottle and we sell them for nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. That's motivation enough for a lot of shops to sell that stuff. Okay. And if you have to give back a bottle every once in a while, who cares? Okay. So no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.
6: Now, should I do like a fifty fifty mix, or is yes. it one brand different than the other?
2: No, you can buy the pre-mixed if you want. Yeah, you can buy the the, the, uh, antifreeze already mixed, a 50-50. But why are you going to buy half water? You know what I mean? So just buy a gallon, put it in a five-gallon Home Depot bucket, fill it up again, put another gallon of water with it, boom, you're done.
10: And then what? Pour it in with a funnel.
2: Yeah, yeah, because it's really hard to hit that little bit hole. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> <say>, yeah, <laughs> and so that's what I would do if I were you, and that's actually what we do.
10: But yes, fifty-fifty mix. Cause yes, fifty-fifty. More antifreeze is better. It's and, better at fifty-fifty.
2: And people will do that. They'll they'll just use the gallon. The problem is, is we need to dissipate the heat, and it needs water to do that. Well, if you just put an antifreeze in it, you severely have an impact, a negative impact on its performance. So you need to put water. Now you can buy the pre-mixed. And if you want to do that, you can do that. So if you're going to flush your cooling system and you're going to use premixed, buy two gallons of it, and it good. It keeps in the garage for years. So you just put the lid on tight, and you're fine. Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. All righty. Well, Thanks thank very you.
6: much, and have a safe Fourth.
2: And thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. You're up next.
8: Hello, Mark. How are you?
2: I'm, I'm good. I'm being a little ornery today, but then again, if I get called in and the manager said, did you really say something about someone peeing their pants? I'm going to say, yes, sir. And he's going to go, can we try to avoid that? And I say, yes, sir. And I walk out. It's yeah. the same kind of conversation yep. I've had with the GM for, <laughs> since hey, 1988. So it's okay. But anyway, tell me how I can help you.
8: Yeah, uh, Mark, I've got a 2000 Chevy Silverado 5.3. Um, and in the morning when I Start it up. It starts up no problem. Now, if I let it sit for a while, I have an extended hot start. And what I do at that time is I just prime the system by t- with the key. And after about the third prime, it fires right back up. Okay. What? It, and it, what my question is is I don't know if it's the if it's the fuel pressure regulator. Or if it's the fuel pump. I don't know how to diagnose between the two.
2: Okay, well if it's a fuel pump you can do fifty seven but you can't do fifty eight. You'll run out of fuel. So it's a demand problem that severely in in it what's it disintegrates or um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not it, sure. it, it it causes you to have lower fuel pressure which means it's gonna it's gonna enhance it's gonna be negative to your RPMs and your speed. Okay. And it's like a fuel filter. It's like a fuel filter that's plugged. It's going to negatively affect the pressure. Okay. Um, I'll tell you how to handle this. Go rent a fuel pressure gauge. Drive the car around and park it and, and watch the gauge. And okay. so go out there every hour and look at the gauge. If it falls off, then either the fuel pressure regulator is bad or the check valve in the fuel pump is bad. Okay. Now, and to find out which one it is, we, put, we have some rubber pliers, so we'll pinch off the fuel line or we'll change something to see which one it is. Okay.
10: See what changes. Yeah,
2: see what changes. So if, you, if you're driving around and it's 80 PSI or if it's 100 PSI and you park it and it's, it's 80 or 100 PSI, you come out an hour later and we're at 30, then we got a leak. It's either in the tank or it's a fuel pressure regulator. So yeah. we it, we just have to determine which one it is, and then we're home free. Now, like at the back of the tank, a lot of them have rubber lines that go into the tank, and we might pinch that one off even though the fuel pump is electric and it's inside the the, the uh, tank. But that's a hard one. I, I, I It could be either one, and that's all it could be. And I would think that that's going to be a little difficult to diagnose because we're going to have to it, re-engineer the system to find out what it is. We might even take off the fuel pressure line. And just plug that line, and that would test the pump all by itself.
8: I got you, yeah. Uh, I had this fuel pump replaced probably 2006 by uh, B&D Auto. Uh, uh-huh. They're no longer uh, in business. That was one of your recommended shops years ago. Okay. And uh, I had a, a fuel pump problem, and that's the last time I replaced that fuel pump.
2: Okay. How many miles ago was that, though? Miles.
8: Oh, uh, miles? I'm going to say about 150,000 miles ago. Okay.
2: See, fuel pumps, when they fail, 99 times out of 100, you can do 61, but not 62. You run out of power. Yeah. And so, Or they start leaking internally and the pressure drops so much that you can hardly drive to the Circle K.
10: So it wouldn't be a thing where he, he it it wouldn't start necessarily. Right, right. Okay. If it
2: didn't start, then it's dead the fuel uh, or, pump or, is dead
10: oh, okay okay yeah. but he can get it started so it's probably not the fuel well
2: pump. like he said though it's the fuel pressure regulator right now the pump sends pressure forward then the pressure regulator says you're sending me 100 but i only want 80 so mm-hmm. i'm going to send the engine 80 okay so that's what this happens is the fuel pressure regulator just gives the, the fuel trim all right we got to go around but thank you very much and we'll be right back
7: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7
0: the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories, available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com.
9: Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
7: You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop stars concert. Do you a wear earplugs?
10: Isn't this fun, Dad?
0: I have a soft pretzel.
7: B. Remember the moment with matching concert T-shirts.
0: That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo.
7: C. Show her how you used to do concerts.
0: We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's so heavy! Oh my god!
7: Or D, just roll with it.
1: When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers, but that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
7: For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org/az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
9: I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. DeJana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean and there I was two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology.
8: We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
5: We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
7: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
6: All about that demon, all the movie.
2: the Welcome wheels. back, everybody. 34 minutes, after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going straight to the phones. Thano, you're up first. How can I help you?
3: Hello, hello, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Okay, I've got a 2006 Sequoia V8 SR5. It's getting a funny smell predictably at the same time. Crazy thing. I'll start it up, drive it around town 10 or 15 minutes on the way to the freeway. Get on the freeway. As soon as I get it past 70 miles an hour... I get a burst of uh, this harsh smell, like burnt rubber, like burnt oil, like burnt a lot of things, but it's not what I understand to be a typical catalytic converter, sulfur smell. Okay. And it just comes once. I have to open the windows, it clears it out, and then it's gone.
2: Okay. What I want but, you to do, uh, I, I, can't do no, I can't do no stuff, you know, here from, I from here. So uh, I, wa- I want you to drive around in maximum air and see if it happens, and then go to normal and see if it happens. That will help you us diagnose. AC? AC, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, we're pulling on, when we recirculate, we just recirculate within the car, but if we're pulling air from the engine compartment, the grill in front of the windshield is where the air comes in, and it'll pick up crap from the engine and put it into the car. And so that's why in normal you have to roll your windows down because we're using swamp cooler, okay? Mm -hmm. We're just taking air and cooling it off and shoving it in your car. So on normal you've got to break your windows about a half an inch on each side or an inch on one side. With recirculatory, that's air conditioning in your house. We don't want any open windows. We don't want any openings. We're going to recirculate everything past there. And and I can tell you that if you can make it happen, and you're not going to take my technician for a two-hour ride to get it to happen, but if you can make it happen or learn how to make it happen, um, there's a lot of us gray-haired guys that know what the smell is going to be.
3: Right. I get that, too. And I'm on ReCirculate almost all the time, and it happens in all weather.
10: Okay. It's been going
3: on for a couple of years, so it's like I don't even have to have the air conditioning running, and okay. I still get this quick burst, and it's just once, and then it's gone.
2: Okay. Well, you could also have a dead rat in your air-conditioning ductwork. <laughs> uh, you're laughing, but that's where I might find We found dirty underwear in people's cars. <laughs> Whatever you put on the dash can end up in your ductwork. Yeah. So, I mean, dirty underwear, clothes, uh, old food.
10: We, but, but one burst, one time a day, I mean, it seems like yeah, it would be more often than that.
2: We, no, you're right about that, but we're not going to yeah, use just, that to focus our repair on right. We're going to just try to find the cause of this stench. Snow. you know, yeah. And unless his wife's over there well, passing or gas. Or do, do
10: you go by some <laughs> weird building like right, we go Mark, by I the dump you. all the time?
2: <laughs> Say that again, Renee.
10: <laughs> I said, you don't go by some bad, you know, sewage building. plant or something because no, we go by no, the dump all anywhere. the time. Yeah. Okay. It okay.
3: doesn't matter where I'm at, and it's just a quick burst, and then it's gone. But it happens after ten minutes of in-town driving. Okay, but and then if out I, on a freeway, and then I open it up, and there if, it
2: is. If okay. I if I put you on on recirculatory or maximum flow. The, you don't get any smell from the engine compartment at all
10: but he still gets a smell okay i know
2: but i'm hoping that he'll say it's worse here or better here or whatever we need to narrow this down Yeah. W- wh- and let me ask you a question what the hell are we going to do first i have no idea yeah i <laughs> don't know and take either. take a I know. ride
10: and try to smell it well and
2: that's the only thing take the te- and i've learned how to do it and if you'll give me the technician for 15 minutes and what i pay- i'll pay for it i need to take your technician for a ride he needs to drive and i'm going to work the air conditioning controls and he- and we're going to Say, hey, do you smell this? Now, I can tell you that it, if we got something dead in there, it's dead all the time. Right. So it's going to make the smell all the time. time yeah. But but we could be opening an event where we're getting something out of the engine compartment and it could be a lot of things. It can be a power steering leak, an engine oil leak, it could be engine oils, valve covers are leaking. That's and what co- I was you know, thinking, valve
10: c- cover, but it, that would be more all
2: the time. And he could have the battery being overcharged by the alternator creating a rotten egg smell, That's and we're sucking that out of the engine compartment. Okay. This isn't going to be easy. No. I, I'm estimating mm. the, the uh, diagnosis of time. This is going to be one of those that you pay $999 and cost a buck to fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Thanos, thank you very much. You made us all laugh. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to Tom. Tom, good morning. How can we help you?
8: Good morning, Mark. Uh, Tom Sinead calling. I'm uh, the owner of a third Mazda 6, and uh, the last one I bought, it got a turbo in it, and I'm also kind of a maintenance fan. I think I go over the top sometimes. The manufacturers, uh, every six months or 5,000 miles, you should bring it in for service, I'm 85 years old and I mainly get it to go to the doctors or the pharmacy or something hardly ever on the open road. Okay. Uh, am I overdoing it going in for every every uh says uh 5,000 miles or uh 6 months I've only done about an average of 3,000 a year. Okay.
2: Um I I would go the whole year. There's no question in my mind. Now, are you using a synthetic? It doesn't really make any difference because he's only going 3,000 to 5,000 miles. Right, and, and a he says 6,000, so he's yeah.
10: probably using a semi-synthetic. And, All right. yeah.
2: if, you use a, if you're using a conventional oil, it's okay. If mm-hmm. you're using a semi-synthetic, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And if he's using a synthetic, he could add another third to it. Right. So yeah. those are those are your options. The only thing I'm going to tell you is, is this car hasn't been exercised. So this racehorse that you've got is real fat, overweight and can't hardly run because you as cuz of you. So every once in a while when you're getting on the freeway, jam that throttle to the floor and giddy up that horse, warm it up and exercise the motor. It's not going to hurt anything, but you're going to build up so much carbon if you drive around, you know, and you think you have a hot glass of water between your legs and you don't want to spill it. That that's just not good. So, but I I would say uh, you know, I do it once a year sounds just perfect yeah, for him. I think for so, him. too. That's and, what
10: we tell a lot of our older
2: customers. that don't drive much. Right. And you change your oil in May, April or May, just before the summer, so you go through the summer with fresh oil. That's what we tell everybody. But I, I agree with Renee. You can cut it back if you want. Thanks okay. very much. I appreciate right. the help. You bet, Tom. Sam, you stay there. i got to take a break. We'll be right back.
7: I'll never forget the day my daughter came home from school and told me she wasn't so sure she was a girl anymore. Teacher said you get to decide, she told me. I couldn't believe it. What kind of filth were they teaching in public school? The worst part? She was in first grade. That was the day I decided to put her in private Christian schooling. With the help of AZTuitions.com, I was able to give my daughter an education in the Christian worldview at half the cost. Now, because of AZTuitions.com, my daughter is thriving. Every day she comes home and tells me about how she is learning to think well from Bible-believing teachers. No more do I have to worry about a propaganda-filled curriculum. I'm so glad I went to AZTuitions.com. My daughter's education was too important not to. Don't let your son or daughter be the next one. Go to AZTuitions.com, where you can find a way to give them the education they deserve. Thank you, AZTuitions.com.
9: Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project.
0: This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985.
1: A metathesis
0: reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with
6: science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect
0: parent. Don't tell Dad.
9: You don't have to be perfect
3: to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt.
2: Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes, half the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going straight to the phones, and we're going to start with uh, uh, Sam. 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 Good morning, Sam. How can I help you?
3: Hi. Good morning. Uh, I've got a 2016 Chevy Equinox. It's got uh, about 50,000 miles on it, and it's supposed to, I think, have the brake fluid changed around that time. Is that... uh, something that you need to do, or is it something that can go longer, or how does that work?
2: Okay. Um, If you go to the auto parts store and you ask them for a tester for your brake fluid, it's a pass-fail tester. So you can just do that. We also have testers at our garage, and we're looking at your brake fluid. And and we're looking at, see, the brake fluid is supposed to be in a condition where it never uh, evaporates, and under pressure we don't change it it's a hydraulic fluid so to speak and so unless the system gets dirty there's really no way and color doesn't mean anything unless clean is clear and white like water and you have black tarry looking brake fluid that's there's there's no question that that's something that needs to be done but if yours looks like real weak coffee and it passes the test then you could go another six months or a year
3: Okay, what what
2: price would that be to have a a flush on that approximately? Do you have a ABS? And I'll, oh yeah, you do. Uh, it's a two thousand sixteen. Yeah. What do you what are you going to bid it? I,
10: I'm in my head, it's like one thirty nine, one one fifty. I was going to say
2: between one hundred and one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. We don't have our our stuff here, mm-hmm. but one hundred fifty dollars. Now this is what we do. We put a contraption over the master cylinder, and we add air to it. And then we walk around and open all the bleeders, and we start from the furthest one from the master, which is the right rear, and then we do the left rear, then we do the right front, then we do the left front. And we just kind of flow through it until we get it to change colors to more of a clear than more of a light coffee or dark coffee. We're never going to get it spotless, but we are replacing all the fluid. So don't think that we've got a scrubbing bubbles machine that's going to clean it all up and we're going to have brand new, um, you know, clear brake fluid inside because that's not what's happening. But, you know, you only have, how many miles, you got 50,000 miles on it. And I was going to
10: say, a lot of times we do it when we do the brakes. So, um, you know, I don't know how close you are to doing brakes,
2: but you may want to do it at that point too. And have you done brakes yet at 50,000 miles?
3: No, the the linings still look like they have, I don't know, maybe two thirds of the, uh, pad
2: left. Holy macro. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I probably wouldn't go past 7,500. I just think the, uh, I think it's better, I'd I'd feel more comfortable if you'd do it at 75,000. 75,000. Come hell or high water. Because he's got 230 seconds, or 230, I mean, he's still got lots of brake pad. So that means he's not he's not rapid, rapid Roy, the race car boy, right. and he's driving some highway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just the brake fluid is a use issue and we, we get it ugly when we use it. And mm-hmm. he, he isn't doing that. Right. right. righty, That's our answer. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Sam. Thank Have you. Have a good weekend. Um, automatic transmission, Phil. Mm-hmm. Do you know that he worked on Fred Flintstone's car? I did not know that. Yes, I sir. didn't know yes, Fred my... had brakes. I, you know, he <laughs> or did. Or his transmission. Feet. His, his, his feet, feet. Yeah. yeah. Remember Fred Flintstone had his feet, That's him right. and Barney Rubble? Yeah, he okay. had rock wheels. You ruined my message, okay? <laughs> you just ruined it. Okay. <laughs> it, it, Phil at Automatic Transmission Chain has been around since 1968. He's been at the two-speed, three-speed transmissions that were shifted by a stupid cable or vacuum all the way to the eight and ten-speed electric. Electronically controlled transmission. So mm-hmm. the transmission looks at your speed, it looks at your throttle, it looks at your RPM, and then it goes, "Oh, I need to shift." And it shifts you to the next shifter. You're not even paying attention when that. Yeah. And oftentimes the shift is seamless. Mm-hmm. So if you can work, I mean, this is like working on. Uh, cars with steel or wooden or rock wheels all yeah. the way to working on the shuttle. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's it's a big difference. In the automotive industry, we had carburetors and fuel injection. We had three-speed transmissions. Now we have eight-speed transmission. But he's got a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, autom- Automatic Transmission Exchange, ATE, has been around since 1960s, He's at 40th Street in Washington. It's centrally located. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have any callers? Okay you know um i got to say tell them that you know i've been a little honry today yeah and, yeah and well I've, what else is new I, I, I've said some stuff that may have offended people so I want to apologize if anybody was offended about me saying what I've said but you know my contract's over in November <laughs> stop it and, could and be are, over in what, July yeah but what are they going to do fire me <laughs> that's what I mean <laughs> you know? it be and,
10: over in July. and
2: besides that Jim the general manager yeah. w- when he sees us he, he talks about some of the things he's heard we said I said and, mm-hmm. and he laughs and yeah. I ask him do you get complaints on me and he goes no and and so that's it, folks. Um, I, I've been doing radio since 1988. I'm a master technician. We have a, sh- a gone-going repair shop that I've uh, i never said that. You know, it's not about my repair shop. So I didn't say and talk and do an advertise. You listen to other guys on the radio and every other word is is, oh, us guys at ABC Auto, this is what we do. You need to bring it to my shop. We don't do that. We're interested in talking to you about your problem. Let's explore all those options. That's what we've done. We send
10: them to a place that we know is good and honest. And that's why you started your best car repair shops
2: way back when. And we send them around the valley. And that's the number one question we had back then is, is who's a good shop? Right. Now, we're in Tempe. Mm-hmm. There has been times when they've been in Chempe or Awatuki or, you know, West Chandler where we might say, well, we own a shop and here's the name of it. Right. So, but this isn't about the shop. You'll hear other guys in this valley that do this, thump their chest for, for an hour yeah. and, and tell everybody how great they are. And the reason why I haven't done it, you already know this, is when I started, I started at KTAR in 1988. Jim Tazerak was the general manager. You know how intimidating he was. He Mm -hmm. was 10 feet tall, he had a deep voice, and his hands looked like tennis rackets. Mm -hmm. He's passed since past. He said to me, kid, if you think you're going to do an hour-long commercial for your shop, you're not going to last very long. Mm-hmm. You listen to their problem. You give them advice, and you find out where they live, and you send them a shop that you trust. That's the beginning of the best car repair shops right. was that. Mm-hmm. So he, And he, I was scared to death of him yeah you know he but at the end of the day we were best of friends so
10: you minded for one reason no for, he for just one. overlooked some of it
2: <laughs> you oh, know yeah. he he would be the one that called and said did you really say and mm-hmm. I would say you already know I did you listened to the tape yeah and yeah. I said so am I going to get a butt chewing and he mm-hmm. goes yeah he says don't do that anymore and I yeah. said okay fine yeah. and I tried my best not to do it yeah all right we got a caller who's that hey hello to Don Don good morning
4: you. Hi, Renee. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Want to wish we're... you a happy Ford.
2: Same to Thank you. you. Thank you.
4: Thank uh, you. You were talking about Barney Rowell. That's one of my cousins and yours too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
10: Yeah. Now, I'm Don... surprised he admits that he's that old. <laughs> well, And, and,
2: and, and Don yeah. is a tow truck yeah. driver. I know. And we go back 30, 40 years. I know. And he has this big, are you still driving a flatbed?
4: Yeah, as a matter of fact, okay. we uh, switched to extended cabs, and we're on oh, twenty-two oh. fives now. Wow. Okay,
2: what he's talking about is he has room for passengers for the first time, yeah, so he that's can pick nice. up. Those. Right, and yeah, and, and 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 what was the second thing he had? What'd you say? Oh.
4: I said, well, we're on 22.5 now.
2: Okay, and what that means is is that's one of the big truck tires, which means he can carry more weight. Sure. And so if he picks up a carload of fat chicks, he's got enough.
6: <laughs> oh, there you go again. Oh, boy. Hey, I I've, got, you... I've, I've got a question. Okay. Okay, my daughter's
4: car needs to have the uh, brakes, but can I get her to put her mouth on the brakes? Uh, Master cylinder and keep the pressure on there because she's full of hot wind. Um, I if, wouldn't do that, no. If, no, no. no.
2: <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Folks, what he's talking about is when we bleed your brake system, we put this adapter over the top of your master cylinder that yeah. contains your fluid. We add a little air, and then that way we don't have to have somebody in the car pumping your brakes. Oh, okay. So we use this contraption by pressurizing the brake system. You go to the right rear, and then the left rear, and then the right front, then the left front, and you just run it till it gets clearer, mm-hmm. and that's what he's talking about. So he's making you a joke about it
4: point from the master cylinder yes right farthest
2: point right rear that's
4: the way we learned it in school
2: yeah Yeah. all right are you getting ready to retire or are you just going to hang around the rest Uh, of your life i'm thinking
4: about it in september i'm going to take some time off because the summer is getting to me and it's still early
2: yeah i'm with you i'm with uh, you
4: i just turned 69 i'm still older than you one year uh, i'm still kicking and taking names
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Kicking butt and taking names. That's right. Um, He he has always been my favorite driver because he has a sense of humor. Yeah. And because we can talk that kind of talk together. Okay. But he was dependable. Yeah. And he never brought us a broken car. He well, never pulled the front bumper off it because the J hook fell out and pulled the oh, front bumper off. Oh, I was going to say it. he
10: never brought us a broken car. Why was he towing it? No, then? He, but he, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah,
2: he never broke a, a car. car. He never bent the bumper. He he didn't do any of that. Oh, okay. And he and 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 I think he's been with two. How many towing companies have you been with in your life?
4: Uh, this one, if I stay the whole uh, years, I'm working on my I'm seventeen and a half now. Okay. Since 2006, the second time, but I was uh, there with Bob and Butch from okay. 2000, from 91 to 2001. It was been 27 years.
2: Okay. So he's been around, and he's been at the same place, he, a few places, but he's been at the same place. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of the top tow truck drivers mm-hmm. there is. I mean, mm-hmm. really and truly. Um, I almost had him go get that 65 uh, com- or Corvette that that was a special car. 59, we had fifty nine. Yeah. Um, that I almost had him do it, but we had a show low guy too, so we mm. had him bring it down. Yeah. Don, thank you very much. We got another caller. Who's that? Say hello to Paula. Paula, good morning. Good morning. Y- yes, ma'am. I'm, Go ahead.
5: I I have a new. i uh, new. Two thousand twenty two Honda CRV, okay. and I'm looking for a reliable shop in sun city
2: um okay i can do that um chuck owns uh, automotive dynamics and it's okay. at it's on the uh let me look at it real quick here it's on the north side of grand just west of 99th avenue so ni- northwest corner of 99th and grand i've known chuck since 1968 he's like the rest of us he we're just no bs don't the technician's not going to walk in and sell us a story you know, we're just going to slap him and send him back and say, go change your tune. So Chuck knows <laughs> right from wrong. He's got a good staff there. Mm-mm. Frankly, I haven't had any complaints about Chuck's shops in years. Mm-mm. And he knows right from wrong. So if you go in there and you okay. say I'm a referral of Mark Salem, they'll send me like two hundred and fifty dollars. But don't let that bother <laughs> you. No, they <laughs> won't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you but
10: wish, but no, they won't. You,
2: you, you can. You have my permission to say I'm a referral from Mark Salem. I'm new to your shop, and here's my problem. Yes, sir. Isn't mm-hmm. that the way that she should do yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, Automotive Dynamics, ninety ninth and Grand. Great. Okay.
5: I thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your help.
2: Okay. Thank you. Um, And that's something else. If you're looking for good shops, go to Mm -hmm. MarkSalem.com, and all of our shops are there. Mm -hmm. These are people I know. These Mm -hmm. are people that love me, and I love them. Mm -hmm. We all know the difference between right and wrong. And when we step in a little poo-poo, we always raise our hand and say, we did it. Right. We did it and we'll fix it yeah. and be done with it.
10: And you don't get money from them every time, so don't be fooling around. No, that's right. <laughs> no, that that's absolutely right. Yeah. There's
2: there's how many cars do we fix for free if the customer has 3 digits? I mean if they have something really small. Oh, yeah. I mean I we'll mean, do a lot. Cuz yeah. we're what's our newest customer number?
10: Uh 30 Five something thousand. Yeah. Okay. So seven hundred. If,
2: if you go back to two and three and four digit people, they're very special. Mm-hmm. When they walk in, they we we cater to them.
10: Yeah, I mean we're good to all customers, but yeah. definitely the older ones. Yeah. But
2: I'll tell them too. Um, even though you don't know, I'm talking to our audience. You mm-hmm. don't know the name of our shop. Yeah. Okay. We still get one point nine new customers a day. Yep. And, and, and they trust us and, Mm -hmm. and, and people come back and then we have how many second and third generations do we have?
10: Yeah, quite a few. I I don't know the exact number, but we've, we're working on grandkids cars right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so we got grandma and grandpa, mommy and dad, and then we got kids. Right. So we have got that covered. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, and you don't get, uh, you know, you're not in business as long as we have if you're taking people and, and ripping them off and right. lying to them. And every time you take it in, they're, they're going to give you a laundry list of things you do. Right. Um, and our that's, te-
10: that's the same with all your best car repair shops. Everybody's it, been in business. Well, we require at least five years, but most of them have been in 20, 25, 30 years. Yeah. So.
2: And we're all gray-haired guys that know right from wrong, and the technicians are not going to tell us a story, Mm -hmm. or they're going to get hit in the head by the side of our hand. you remember when your dad cuffed you, or my dude? My dad didn't. Okay, well, my dad cuffed me, but he'd hit you on the side of the head and say, wake (laughs) up, son, or something like that. It didn't cause your ear to bleed or anything like that. Okay, mark at marksalem.com is my email address. Give me your phone number. I'll call you back. I call back from a blocked line, so I'll try to do my best. Or you can just ask me on the email what the question is, or Tell me the circumstances, and I'll write you back. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt. Please drive safely. God bless you, and I'll see you next Saturday.